0: Hello, friends. Uh, my name is Steve, and we're here today to discuss Nemesis Games. I believe it's the fifth book in the Expanse series. We've been reading this together for five months, a little bit over five months. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah It's been a fun time. So uh, here with the uh, the group, so, Chris, will you start us off with some introductions?
1: Yeah, my name's Chris Moen. I'm a sometimes YouTuber. I haven't made a video in nearly a month, but uh, I've been doing lots of reading in that time, which is... Uh, Another good way to spend spend your time. I, I do recommend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Robin? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm Robin from Bookends and Biscuits YouTube channel, uh, where I also haven't done a video for a while because I've been busy, uh, but usually do we sci-fi uh, sprinkling of fantasy nowadays and some crime as well. So that's kind of my channel.
0: Awesome. And Layla? Uh,
3: I'm Layla Goshi. I... Um... I'm an English professor and writer, and um, I love reading fantasy, science fiction, horror, et cetera.
0: Yes. I hope we don't take you away from your other work too much, because we, we bother you quite a bit. So I hope we're not taking away from your other work. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I
3: have many irons in the fire. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, oh, yeah.
3: So this is, okay. you know, I love this. This is actually, yeah, it's, it's a really... Um, fun and rewarding time
4: awesome you know? yeah i enjoy Open reading
3: up. and hearing what others have to say about about
0: things well we're happy to have you as always so sure. the uh the so okay so we're on the fifth book the fourth book was um burn right That
1: was indeed yes yeah
0: so <laughs> that one i was kind of it was kind of a meh read i enjoyed this one quite a bit more what did I, what did all all of you think
1: yeah, for me it's the best book of the series so far. Um certainly the only one that's really comparable to the first book, I think, in some ways. So mm. yeah, lots of excitement, lots of good relationships and lots of good of interactions between people. I think that there's some of them. Uh, quick highlights. Yeah,
2: same here. I think I absolutely love this one. I think it was I was I couldn't tell the first book probably has like a a place in my heart because it's the first one but this probably quite easily is up there with almost being my favorite from the series i I loved it i thought we're back with the actual crew from the rossi um and the the just all bits and pieces going over and overlapping in the different areas i thought it was great i loved it (laughs) i enjoyed it
3: too i think um the the fact that we got a lot more backstory on all of the characters was helpful and um you know that made it really engaging for me Mm
0: -hmm. so there's a couple of things i want to talk i want to ask you all about which uh so the first thing i guess we can start i I, I don't want to i don't want to pick on naomi and hold in too fast but i i thought the (laughs) i thought the characters they're much more interesting and uh They're much more funner to read when they're by themselves or when they're off doing other things, when they're not together. I enjoy the family, the found family aspects and the whole camaraderie, but I I think when they're doing their own thing and they're kind of off on their own quest or their own, um, you know, have their own things going on, I think they're much more interesting that way.
1: Yeah, this book really brought it home to me about how uninteresting this whole Naomi relationship was because there's lots of other really... Good interplays like Alex and Bobby together, great together, Amos and, and Clarissa, obviously great together, even Fred and Holden, really great together. And I know why they're doing it because it's nearly the reason for being for Holden is this the bit that she holds in the center. But by the time they get back together, <laughs> actually, I would much more believe a Fred Holden romance at this stage than I would. Uh, uh, <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't know. I like, I, I I think on this one, you've got I a bit more background it. about it. So I quite liked it this time because he kind mm. of had a little more understanding about why she'd been so reserved and wouldn't give the history. You've got him still being a puppy dog and everything else, but kind of <laughs> maybe being a little bit more understanding um, of it. And I just, I liked how it almost cemented their relationship a little bit more in this one. Mm. Also, I'm not a fan of, of peaches, so I think I, I don't like that relationship at all. <laughs> oh wow! Surprised to hear that. Not too bad, but yeah,
3: yeah. I, um, you know, I, I. There's some unreality to me with um, Naomi's Naomi and um, where's my brain going? Um, with their relationship, I, I feel that, um, you know a lot more questions would have been asked um in a, in a real relationship but um but it does uh you know it does work in that um it gives uh it gives a dramatic it makes it more entertaining you know that um holden that's what i was trying to think of holden finds out about her past in this way instead of just a nice conversation of her glass of wine, you know, they go off and earth gets blasted, you know, and then she, you know, um, comes back to tell him, you know, what had happened. But um, but I, I feel like there's, there are some things to examine. I think it is overall a good relationship in the story, but I think there's things to examine about the whole process like i wonder about naomi um you know she naomi responds to things she doesn't um instigate things and i i just think that's interesting and maybe they purposely wrote wrote her that way you know like she i think she responds more to like Holden has his dreams and she's like trying to keep him in check. And then here comes her ex and he's, you know, they've got some problem and then here she goes to do that. But it's more like response versus her taking on a leadership role, if that makes sense. Hmm. And so that's just some things that made me think, you know, um, like knowing how her husband was ex-husband, why would she have trusted him? But,
0: you know i i wonder if it's because he's the exact opposite he's almost the mirror is the opposite of her ex-husband um holden's more of a reserved i don't want to say goofball cuz he is um he he seems very um i don't want to say innocent but he seems very kind hearted he seems like he's well intentioned even if he gets in his own way quite a bit
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, and I guess with the one of the things they said about um Mark you know, by the way, who I think is the most fantastic villain ever. I, I love him yeah, as a villain. It's really I think great. he's brilliant. Um but with him having plans within plans within plans and not being never knowing where he's coming from or what he's doing, Holden's always been just straight down the line, like you know he tells you as it is. He doesn't have secrets, you know, everything like that. So he's very open as, as a person compared to, I assume, what Marco Norris would have been as, as, a, as a relationship owner. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely very different people. Yeah, I think
1: the book sort to try to paint the two of them as similar in some ways. And Naomi's say like, they come from that kind of alpha male background that she's obviously attracted to. But I, I read it a bit like you, Stephen, the fact that they were kind of nearly opposite ends of the spectrum of the awful male, that one does it kind of in this kind of very upfront, bright, braggy way, and the other one is very reserved and and kind of strength of character rather than necessarily being domineering and Mm -hmm. narcissistic about it.
2: I guess they're both leaders, which would be the Mm -hmm. the kind of the the comparison of them being similar and what she's drawn to. But yeah, very different people, very different people. Hmm.
0: Just want to say, hi to, to cool gamer. Hey, cool gamer. Thanks for coming by, and of course, our friend Aaron is here. Hey, Aaron. Thanks How for hanging out with us. The um, I, I know I forget which one of you mentioned the Bobby um, and Alex. That was great. I love those. Sec- I mean, that was so much fun to to hear them to see them connect that way and to kind of swap stories. And I loved getting to know Alex and Bobby a lot more in this one.
3: Yeah. and alex was um you know he i mean bless his heart he (laughs) was he was so idealistic about his ex um and i think i wonder if it was more nostalgia Hmm. you know i feel like some nostalgia about the way things were was was what was really driving him and he had to have that moment to realize that the past was the past um and maybe he'd been living on the past you know
2: I think that there's that thing isn't there if you always think what if I think maybe he was having his what if moment and I needed to close it out for him personally but I what did you guys I thought I thought his wife was very harsh but obviously you, you know what he did essentially like she waited for him forever and then when he came back he was like just signed to go off but I was like as a person I don't know if I could have being that kind of cut and dry about it like you'd want to at least explore with the other person and I just thought wow like the strength of being able to I just like don't even want to engage with you it was a whole thing that I was like I didn't almost get just because I don't know if I could have just done that without being curious to see why he was there or whatever else I don't know if you guys thought that or thought that she was completely justified in <laughs> just being like absolutely not <laughs>
1: I think there's a lot of subtext that wasn't actually in the book that you can't read in yet. I think as we make our way through the book, we realise that actually this crew of the Rossinanti are are celebrities. They've been on the TV screens, everybody knows who they are. And he's obviously lived through this very traumatic period of his life where he's had lots of time for reflection and kind of reevaluate what's important to him. Whereas she's been on Mars with her life and her family and doing that kind of stuff and not doing any of that kind of stuff. So the reasons for him coming back... Made more sense but she's just lived the same life so i mean she must be looking at him being on the tv screen going oh great for him all this kind of stuff now he's going to come back and sweep me off my feet i'm i'm not going to go there that's that's not 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 yeah. good for me
2: i didn't actually think about the whole fact that she would have seen the fact that he's been yeah. on the tv or not tv but he's been in the news and so she would nice. have had some understanding of where he's been actually already i didn't didn't think about that at all so that's a really good point yeah.
1: Yeah, and something that just came up through as more and more through the book as we went through is as the relationship started to appear and it became very clear, obviously, about the relationship with Avi Allah, with all of the crew, you know how close they were. Just pointed out later on how, how like, oh yeah, these people are are quite prominent in 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 the world. Never mind, just in the books that we're reading. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I
0: kind of wondered too. If, oh, I'm sorry, Leila. Go ahead.
3: Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I got a sense with all of them they had to have that moment back to for us for us as readers as well as them to understand that the Rasanante is home. You know, they're they're disconnected in one way or another from whatever that previous life was. And um and I that's what made me love it, you know, to really realize okay, they're coming together for real now, you know. Mm -hmm. Even after all they've been through.
0: I did I did want uh consider it to like military families how when um, someone leaves their spouse behind or their family behind and they go out and they're living this totally different life with this you know danger and adventure and violence and everything else and they see all these terrible things and they experience all these terrible things and then when they return home they're different people and everyone mm-hmm. else is living the same life kind of uh kind of everyone else goes on without you and then when you go back it's not the same anymore it's never the same which is kind of yeah. what i military uh, families
1: is kind of what i got out of it too
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a great point. And, and, and also, you've got to remember that Alex was going back just to end it better rather than salvage the relationship. I think, you know, it wasn't even like he was hoping to reign, reignite something. It was very much to make himself feel better. And and in that way, I think she was kind of justified in the response because like, he was just going to dredge up old to make himself feel better rather than kind of do anything for her.
2: Yeah, that's that's very true. It was completely about him. It was completely about him trying to, like, not feel so bad about what he'd done. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed.
1: Mm.
3: And I never got, um, you know, in regard to Amos's experience, I never got whether, I guess the woman he was looking for was like a surrogate mother Mm. to him, not his real mother. Um. And, uh, I just, I, I really liked, uh, knowing about that and, um, that he was trying to make something right for her, um, his surrogate mother's husband, you know, who had taken care of her. So I think that showed, we, we'd already seen that side of Amos, I think, you know, more sympathetic side, but this brought it home to me. And, um, I, I did find it poignant that just as he he kind of had that closure, I guess, um, you know, earth was destroyed and um, it's like all of that suddenly passed away, not just his life, but um, you know, his history, but earth's history as well. Um, and I, you know, there's a lot to talk about with that, I think in regard to the earth situation. But he was like that one individual example of of everyone else. Yeah.
2: I think Aios in general is my favorite character, and always has been. I think he's brilliant. But um, I just think uh, I lo- I loved the way that they showed because obviously he's got a very unique psyche. Um and everything else. But I love the way they've kind of showed him how he how he just doesn't deal with emotions at all. But they showed that really well, I thought, and about the fact that he didn't even realise that he was feeling kind of upset that maybe she had passed and everything else. If you um uh you should read the short story because it's a really good piece on Amos's background and in particular in relation to this lady, um, in mm. book ten or whatever it is from the series. Um mm. so you get to see a lot of their very odd i would say uh relationship uh, and background of the relationship so actually having read that first it kind of um it really supplemented this book very well about his background and and what he was doing is it boston in um baltimore baltimore Baltimore. Baltimore. it has been um yeah and kind of and the background um of his relationships there was really it was really good so i would i would suggest reading that um, at some point as well
3: and that's in
1: book 10.
2: uh yeah the book 10 which is like a um uh, memories leads in the uh, yeah, the, the one that's a bunch short of, story, anthology. yeah, yeah, oh, Donovan, yeah, that was the word I was looking for, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is really good. Yeah.
1: Do you Am- guys Amos have a favorite? Oh, go, go, go. I was gonna say, Amos is just one of those characters who doesn't really think for himself, he he makes his decision. Mirror is the example that other people led from, so it seemed referred to it's what Holden would have done. What would Alex do in this situation? What would Naomi do in this situation if he? he if he's not going to murder and take the, the straight line approach, it's very, yeah, uh, right, what would everybody else do? And he, and he sees himself in, in those terms.
2: But I, I get, I liked it, like, um, it was near the end when you had um, Clarissa kind of questioning some of his choices mm-hmm. and him almost, almost realising that, like, he needed, he needs that moral compass because he doesn't really care. He's just like, yeah. they die, they die sort of thing. And him having that realisation, I think where previously, yeah, like he would, he was saying he followed Naomi around because she was a good moral compass, and then in the Rosananda Under he always hold holding around because he just doesn't see anything wrong with just doing things as he needs to do them, or how mm-hmm. I guess he, he mm-hmm. thinks he needs to do them. So, um, so yeah, that was that was interesting. I think he does think, I just don't think he has, he doesn't have the morals, does he? So he just does the straight line, how to get through sort yeah. of thing. Because hmm. uh, I kind of like that because I like. I think one of the reasons I like him is because he's not just a classic meathead. He mm-hmm. is, but he also is a little bit more complex. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I kind of like the, the, the thought process that goes into that, which is nice, because he can tell that he's not so, how he should be.
4: <laughs> I know, maybe I reading
2: too much because I like him as a character. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, he is great. He, he is great.
2: I get the
3: sense that there's an emotional block that prevents him from... Um, you know, really showing his intelligence or um, his uh, sensitivity or empathy. I think it's there. I feel like we're, we get it in very brief drips and drabs, you know. And, and he does have that awareness to know he needs a moral compass. Um, and I wonder what, um, what draws him to uh, Peaches or Clarissa? Is it that
0: she's a killer? I think he may um, empathize with her a little bit, and I think uh, Amos has a hard time, or stops himself from expressing emotion or from uh, from letting people know that he's feeling emotions because I think in his past life that would be seen as a as a weakness. He would be, uh, it would be something that people could um, you know exploit, or he would feel less than, or he wouldn't be taken as seriously in that world he lived in before. I think that's why he's uh, he's like this force of nature, but he's also very self aware. Um, so he, I, I love. He's one of my favorite characters in this book too. Yeah. Or the series. And uh, Aaron had a comment. Uh, the main crew besides Holden really got fleshed out in this book. I like the technique of pairing them off with secondary characters. It helps all of them to develop. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: yeah. My favorite yeah. thing about the entire book, for sure, for sure, is these uh, secondary. Mm-hmm relationships that they had, that they had and, uh, and how it brought, actually, as I quite it brings them out of themselves and kind of gives us an insight into them, especially the ones that aren't romantic in nature at all. You can have really good close friendships and really, that's not really a dig at the holding, the only thing, but just in general, <laughs> it was nice to have the Alex, the Alex and Bobby relationship not become re- romantic, if you know what I mean. It, 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 I think it give it real strength and give the, the idea that they were just doing it for each other. And as part of the family rather than kind of wanting to get anything else out of it
4: mm-hmm.
2: no absolutely absolutely i loved i loved i think because there were some parts where you it they could have gone that way like it could have been written that mm-hmm. way and it was all the, it was all the better for the fact that it was just yeah. uh like a, a really good friendship them looking out for each other them caring about each other and um, and helping them to get through i thought that was i think that was really good i agree fully in that mm.
3: I think their shared their <clears throat> shared military background and the you know uh, their shared Mars background, uh, coupled with um, uh, Alex realizing that he's a pilot, you know he's not um, he's not looking for a relationship, or you know that or I guess um, his love for his career uh, will overshadow relationships and so that realization i think the um the friendship with bobby is like a way for him to stabilize and a way for her to stabilize based mm. on you know what she's been through in the past as well
2: i will say Really, oh, that was a question. Sorry.
4: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I also really love
2: the um, the between those uh, between those two, they had the whole discussion about where their loyalties lie like, is it to Mars, is it to Earth? Because they have um, a, 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 I can't say her name, the the wondrous lady. Um, and then, or was it the Rosanante and everything else? Like, it's kind of it was a really good discussion they had. And I know it's a bit further along in the book, uh, just about where their loyalties lie and and how they kind of navigate through that process being a part of the different families they have i guess um and it was it was nice to hear them discuss that and have the little back and forth um almost not argument but debate about how they were going to manage different bits and pieces and, and, and yeah about whether they're going to go for mars or they were going to support earth or whatever else so it was yeah really wow. love relationship
1: I, I love those philosophical debates when they come up in, in the book like the, the ones where they do delve into there's a reason you swear allegiance it's for exactly situations like this, um, and the things you're
4: facing,
0: so yeah, fabulous, yeah. Uh, and I had a, a question: Which characters did you enjoy more than you had before in this book? And I think I'm the exact opposite of Robin. I actually liked Peaches in this book. <laughs> I actually, started, and I, I felt like I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. Uh, but I don't know something. I think, I think that just that duo of her and Amos together, I really enjoyed that, that back and forth, that uh, you know, that interaction. So. Maybe it's Amos rubbed off on her a little bit, but I enjoyed right. that character a lot more now.
2: I can I agree that their little like story arc together was was nice. I enjoyed her their kind of story thing. What I didn't <laughs> like is I think uh Lily you said this previously about that she hasn't had a redemption arc. She's sat mm-hmm. around in prison for a while. Okay, but she's not developed as far as I can tell as a person. She's not she's not really made any huge strides. Like the fact that at the end spoiler that she's lulled back on the Ross, like, and i just i just don't think she's come far enough as a character and also have the one absolute cringe part in the book that i just didn't get which was the discussion when she was in the office with um amos's friend eric, is it eric
1: Eric, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then he just bursts into tears because she's like, I don't know how you feel. And it's like, really? Just, it. <laughs> that was the one with the book I didn't enjoy. <laughs> and I was just like, I just don't I, I think I liked her more when she was a bad guy, to be honest. Yeah. I could understand it. But I don't I don't think she's redeemed herself enough.
1: was <A> bit, <laughs> str- bit was dreadful. It was absolutely woeful. <laughs> <laughs> like, what has just happened here? Um, the problem for me is, and I, again, I suppose it's my major criticism of the entire book series. There's so much happens for for convenience that they set up. You know, I don't really see why Amos would have visited Clarissa in prison to set off the whole chain of events that comes after it. You know, but did, did they kind of get on so well before? And I just, maybe he does identify with her, but I mean... Given everything that has swimming in his head and what he's doing, it just seemed unlikely. And then for them to bond so much so quickly. Hmm. I, I don't know. It just it just like you said, because she hadn't had a redemptive arc yet, uh, it wasn't like I feel like it was justified that he said, Well, I can take it from here. You know, or I can I can I can use this person from here. But yeah. Hmm.
2: Um, for me, I would say probably Naomi because she's not been you haven't seen much of her character fleshed out she's very much been a romantic interest and a really good engineer but not much kind of around her background where she's come from and I I don't know if this was because I really hated her in this season of the tv series hated Mm. how they played it I thought she was portrayed as really weak and not not a strong character which she I think she quite is and in this one you really got a lot more of her internal monologue about how how she her thought processes you know why she'd left him behind and the fact that actually she was still a very strong character having done that and escaped and you got to see how she was playing it whereas in the tv series she just she was like a wet flannel I was like why stop what are you doing sort of thing mm-hmm. so I think for me it was Naomi much but in this book because you got to know a lot more about her and um and then her thought processes and where she came from so yeah
3: Robin, you've just reminded me, actually, because I, my biggest memory of this book with Naomi was um, I felt like, you know, she fell into the trap and I had wanted to see her be more assertive, you know, about the situation. But then she had this amazing escape at the end where she did, um, you know, uh, take take uh take her life in her hands and uh, put herself on the line for her friends, you know even toward the end and and so that kind of makes uh, helps her recover from that. So that just reminded me thank you but you know, in terms of characters, I enjoyed more I enjoyed all of them more, but I I did feel like I got a little more understanding of Fred Johnson of all people. he's kind mm-hmm. of like, hanging back there for me as, um, first I thought he was, you know, he, he had essentially flipped, you know, to be OPA. And, uh, so I thought he'd be a loyal OPA. And I actually thought he would, that somehow in this, I couldn't quite remember what happened in the show, but I thought, well, okay, he's going to make some deal with Marcus or something's going to happen here. And, um, but uh, he he kept, I think, a moral compass, you know, and um, also, uh, even though he had fired Holden, he still was giving, you know, giving him the birth and giving the Rasenanti a birth, and and so I just appreciated him as I guess we would call him a secondary character. Do you, do you think he is? Yes. Yeah. So, but For sure. that's more him,
1: yeah. He's, he's super interesting because he's another alpha male, but he's very much a product of his council. You know, he does, he's willing to have conversations and conversations about what he should do and why he should do it. Ultimately, he makes up his own mind, but people feed into him an awful lot, don't they? and he seems to kind of go with the group dynamic a lot in that sense.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, every, everybody grew in this, but st- if it was possible to love Christian Adversary a lot more, <laughs> beforehand I I, I, was, I roared laughing multiple times out loud in this book okay. with the uh, in her interactions with especially amos the first the first interaction when he starts calling her chrissy i just <laughs> thought was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and how, yeah.
0: how well Every is time. she portrayed right i mean she's portrayed perfectly in the series i thought i mean just
2: yeah yeah, yeah. That was such a good casting yeah. <laughs> yeah. such a good casting yeah yeah she has some just excellent one-liners in in the book doesn't she just, oh, yeah. just yeah. brilliant just brilliant it's really good.
0: Mm. and uh, Aaron had a comment i sense clarissa's redemption is yet to come but agree that amos relates to her because they both have done some bad things and are aware of it and i christy had mentioned um a lot of things happen out of convenience and i totally agree yeah. i think i think part of clarissa's i think knowing that she is uh she has this damage and she's um you know has her time is limited. I think that in a sense, I think they kind of use that as a way for us to feel sorry for her. So she does uh not a redemption art, but a way for us to feel sympathy for her, even when we shouldn't, because she's done some really terrible yeah. things.
3: You um you know, Steve, when you said that about we feel a certain way even mm-hmm. though we shouldn't, I I'm really recognizing that is like a theme of this book, because I find myself feeling sorry for Philippe, even though he's just blasted earth, you know, two or three times, um, because he's under the, you know, the spell of his father. And he really has no experience outside of just, you know, a spaceship, basically, um, to really understand what what is actually on earth or any planet probably so um but when you said that it, that made me think uh, philippe is another one that's going to need to have a redemption arc um just like clarissa because she killed what hundreds if not thousands of people
2: mm-hmm. so, yeah i can't remember she blew up the ship didn't she so i can't remember exactly yeah i said at the end but i can't i can't remember exactly how many a lot a lot <laughs>
1: Uh, but the points points made in the book, isn't it? She just she killed indiscriminately the entire ship, but she also killed people who were her friends. You know the, the maintenance worker who was working with them. You know, looked them dead in the eye and still killed them, and and also Naomi, it's very clear has done some horrendous stuff in her past as well. She's also a monster of 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 another time, also probably because of Marcos, etc. But but had, responsible for hundreds and hundreds and possibly thousands of deaths herself. So. It is kind of dark in that way, except she's like the heroine of the story. It's it's really uh it's an interesting kind of way to, to play everybody and show everybody.
2: Yeah, but I think I think how they played if you with the Naomi thing, it was she was unaware yes.
1: that her
2: program was going to be used in that way. Although yes. how you would be unaware, I'm not sure. But um <laughs> but yeah, whereas whereas Kelissa did it. And she knew she was very actively knew yes. what she was doing. So I think they kind of that's that's the kind of slight difference between those two characters. And that one. First degree
1: murder, second degree murder, third degree yeah, murder. Exactly. UK, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So it just it really makes me wonder. Um, I'm not wondering what they're getting at. I I guess I'm interested is a better word in the this underlying theme that um, I'm kind of taking that they're saying, are we all sinners in some way? You know, um, I don't consider myself that bad. I mean, but uh, (laughs) But it seems like everybody that we like is responsible for some horrendous situation because Holden got people killed too with the, Mm -hmm. you know, with the war so um it's just a really fascinating part of, of this series to me
1: it's a really nasty world there's no there's no real innocent people that seem to be in any position of power or anywhere that, that, that haven't compromised themselves in some way or committed something in some way that they wish they could step back from
4: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. very interesting but i think isn't that more realistic <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> I guess because there's very much, again going back to the whole you know holding being a paladin sort of thing I think mm-hmm. there will be reasons that people are a bit more about him is, is because of that aspect um so yeah having a little bit more of a, a realistic that everyone actually probably has made bad decisions down the line at somewhere um is um that's why everyone loves gray characters <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. so mm.
0: for sure I kind of see this world is almost like the wild west where everyone has mm-hmm. done something to survive or out of, ne- out of necessity or survival everyone's done something so everyone has some life. kind of something on their hands because of yeah. the world that that just or the the universe they live in i guess not the world but yeah yeah but speaking of holden after being so eager to tell everyone everything he does a great job <laughs> of keeping the a secret for so long doesn't he
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean it's am surprised to, surprised with that one
2: Character growth. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, less naive, I think, for sure.
4: Hmm.
1: You know, the effective Miller and Proto Molecule Miller is definitely rubbed off on him. You know, the two of those. Yeah. Uh, there was that whole thing about Doors and Windows at the start. Of the book. I really like that at the start when the um, the attacks were happening. I thought I thought that was really nice, really nice touch as well.
3: In hindsight, it is very strange that it was kept in uh, Fred's office, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, that that kind of thing can get around, and it did, so, um, but, you yeah. know, it made a good story, but, yeah.
0: <laughs> Convenience, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, Aaron had a question. Uh, what did you guys think of Marco? Is he just felt brain- like a brainwashed fanatic a more, or a more complex? And we haven't fully de- delved into why. I can't decide. I think, uh, Robin, you mentioned Marco as a villain, right?
2: I loved him. I thought he was I thought he was fabulous. I loved... Um, oh, is he just brainwashed fanatic or more complex? I would say... Oh, well, I don't know. Because liked him as a character because charismatic... A very interesting I thought it was more complex I think that's where he came across actually quite heavily because he had a lot of the reasons he was doing stuff made sense and I really liked that as well because I was really worried about how they were gonna why on earth the belt would do all of these things but the idea that actually they would be left behind uh and wouldn't be able to land on the planets and then wouldn't have a job so would essentially just be um not able to do anything I thought was a really interesting idea and I think he was pretty complex just when Naomi was talking about him having plans inside plans inside plans and although maybe he wasn't seen as a a huge threat initially um he he obviously was was more adept than they thought he was um and the other thing about the other thing about it I really liked was the fact that the whole time the OPA is being like put like put up as this kind of big terrorist threat but it, it hasn't. they've never really materialized. You kind of saw the end of it, uh, and about them trying to get at the table and become a real a real government and a threat and everything else. And it kind of brings it all back to actually the fact that they they are a terrorist cell essentially or a terrorist group, and they are they are really scary. Like they've done something that nobody who had ever gone to uh, been from Earth or Mars would ever even consider doing. Um, so I I just liked the fact that it was not outrageous. That's not the right word, but outrageous and. I just, I just liked him. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I just thought he was a really good character, uh, which is nice. Um,
3: I don't think I see him as brainwashed as much as I, I do see him as a personality that seeks power. So, like, he, you know, sought power over Naomi, and then when he lost Naomi, power over his son and his other followers. And so I think he just has that, that personality characteristic that wherever he would have been planted, he would have sought the power he could get. And with the uh, the issues surrounding the, you know, the issues of the belt and how dependent they are on earth and Mars, um, he found a way to tap into that. So that's kind of how I see, you know, he tapped into that so to get followers um, but at the end, he his, he just has a personality that seeks power.
4: do
1: you think, Chris. Yeah, I, I like the exploration that Fred actually did of him, you know, when he was asked about, did you see Mark as, as a threat? And he said, well, yes, but not in this sense. So he obviously isn't the power behind the throne kind of thing. But I think for any good revolutionary, you can look through the history of mankind for this. There has to be the circumstances that exist for somebody who's charismatic, that to be able to rise up there has to be a message that they tap into and say actually we are being repressed or or otherwise for people to say look we are we're going to do something about it and for an initial wave of of killing to be acceptable to those people you know that 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 has to happen for them to raise the power and as the book rightly points out it's one thing to do that and raise the price properly but holding that and actually holding that message is going to be very difficult for him. Um, But a super interesting character to read, especially when you see the relationships and all the people have from on the ship and that he's been able to gather over as well, never mind his his, uh, his son. Even the fact that when they catch her Naomi, a lot of the crew assume that Marco will win her over again. You know, it's very much seen that actually, she, if she keeps he keeps around here, she is a prisoner, but we'll let her work, we'll let her get involved with the crew. She'll come around because... This is a good cause, and once you blaze it.
4: so
0: hearing hearing all of your thoughts, it made me wonder. Um, kind of put it all together with: Did he seek power? Did, did the right ingredients exist in him and in the situation for him to to thrive? Because he he probably didn't feel like he had power in the belt, and he became this um, angry person wanting to seek revenge because of, like we said, it's almost like the Wild West, and all these people who are suffering, and that, and someone who grows up into that. With his bitterness and anger and resentment, that the right, the right ingredients were there for him to become this—whether uh, he's brainwashed or more complex—just this villain, basically.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I do, I do agree with Lily. Though I think had he be born on Earth, he probably would have been like a some sort of political activist or something that was happening on earth like i think that was he being charismatic and wanted to be a leader i think he probably would have been that wherever he had been or that's at least the impression i got um very much but um but no i just think yeah again the fact that there was this big thing in the in the belt and there's already all these troubles and and background thoughts about it and um bad conditions probably obviously were required to get to that point
0: uh, and so they literally flat out what when the proto molecule is revealed. Well, we never learn, but I guess that's a point. Indeed. <laughs> uh, I agree that it's a great parallel of frontier industrial experience. There is always a group left behind
1: because of change.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And they, they don't, if you don't agree, if you don't uh, look at all the people that are involved in the situation, you know, you just create, like I said, the atmosphere for, for this kind of rebellion to build. And I do think Marco is a character who's very much uh, dominated by the male ego. You know, he obviously is charismatic. He's portrayed on the TV series, but also in the book here has been a, a handsome man, somebody that was good looking. People would have gravitated to him and when people started looking to him for guidance his ego started to run away with himself and he kind of it seems they've got the messiah complex to say i will save Mm. all of the people and get what we want to do so it kind of just probably built step by step for him to the point that that he is where he is and that's one of the reasons that i think he's such a great villain and such a great character Mm. to read i also think it's quite
2: it was interesting because the way, although it didn't go into massively in depth, the way they said that Naomi fell into their kind of um, thing is very believable. The fact that it's yeah. just actually who you hang around with, where you end up going, and then you get slowly drawn into something like that, very believable. Yeah, I absolutely believe that could have happened, sort of thing. And I guess you know that 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 showed that how how the start of him or how the start of that kind of group began. Uh, would be something that could occur, which I also quite liked as well. It wasn't just like a uh, a random bad that was just popped up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Aaron and I commented, yes, the history of, of our world has many figures who are the right circumstances and personality.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: For good and for bad, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and then the kind of the... the you know, Earth and Mars, when when they start noticing people leaving, and they, they're trying to keep people there, it kind of reminded me of small town America in a way, that the kind of the forgotten worlds, and they become like these uh, remnants of the past, everyone else is moving on, and they are kind of left behind.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Or a small town anywhere, I guess.
2: Do you mean, do you mean that Mars would be the small town? Because it's just is, got the well, five just, people left on Mars. Yeah, everyone, everyone's
0: <laughs> leaving, there they—you know—they were once to this this thriving, um, mm-hmm. you know, this destination. Now they're just kind of an afterthought.
1: Mm-hmm. And it also links to the fact that obviously they've got their internal struggles because they somebody was selling off the ships to Marco, mm-hmm. you know. So the, again, the conditions had to exist for the unrest to happen and the split in the in the Washington military high command. In some ways, kind of say like we got to do something about this 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 new world order that we've got coming um way go more
3: yeah i thought that was a really interesting thing that you know it's not just marco it's you know that we've got this whole new frontier now and all kinds of movements are probably going to emerge so i'm very interested to you know to see how that develops in the next book because um with Earth uh, really experiencing a, a setback and then Mars not being viable with atmosphere. Um, and then you've got these two new Earth-like planets or one at least, I can't remember, is there one or two and that they found on the other side? But <clears throat> anyway, so, um, you know, it it's, uh, I think that sets up for another great, uh, advance in the story you know uh,
2: yeah. i am going to need some help from you guys cuz i feel like i didn't understand the end of the book <laughs> because okay. mine did it basically no laughing at me please uh did it basically yeah. um uh state that the people in mars who had sold their equipment or helped to facilitate marco and nearest. Were the people who had got the proto molecule, but then at the end themselves disappeared via that weird ring thing? Hmm.
1: Well, my reading of it was that the people at the end disappeared were part of that, but it actually is Duarte who has the proto molecule, who wasn't on the ship at the time. He's, he's the man who's organized it. He's, they're part of that fleet, but Sue, yeah. well, I can't remember the guy's name who's the, the, on the ship at the end. Um, he is part of that fleet, but not on the ship with the Hardy on it.
2: Oh, okay, so the Monica was elsewhere because I was like, "Well, that doesn't make any so. sense." Is that just now closed off? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so okay, that makes that makes more sense. That okay, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I did love that revelation, though. That actually, for all of the the nastiness and the missing ships of Marco, that actually something what the Monica's original uh, thing that the alien technology was eating ships, or doing some of the ships, was also true. I thought that was that was really quite good as well. And then we kinda
0: of figured that out and went, um uh, okay. <laughs> Some of problem. To, to <laughs> you know, the things we don't understand. I, I didn't quite get how they how uh, Marcos was able to send uh, attack Earth. I didn't get how that how he was able to make that happen. Did or did I just miss
2: it? Do so you mean about with the um asteroids?
0: Yeah. I, I didn't know how he sent them or how did that happen. I didn't quite all of that,
2: well, Who I think there? I thought it happened because do you remember how at the very beginning they kind of set up a similar situation where Philip was on the shipyard building yard? Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and they kind of gave an explanation of how they basically just sped up some tungsten or whatever else and it made a huge impact. Hmm. So, my understanding was from there they stole the ship um, paint for lack of a better word, from Mars, it has the like stealth paint that they use to kind of keep them under the radar. And then essentially they just took some rocks and then sped them up hmm. so that they couldn't see the vector they were on. So I think in the TV series, for example, they had engines on them. I don't know. They didn't really explain exactly how they did it in the book. But my understanding is they just put them on a very fast on a, on a straight vector to Earth and then they couldn't sense them because of the stealth paint or technology, I suppose, is a better way of describing it.
3: Yeah, and it it was uh, uh, Philip or Philippe that um, actually was the one that pulled the trigger on the rocks. So I found that very, you know, that was just so um, that was so interesting uh, because here you've got Marco, um, if anyone's brainwashed, it's Philip. And, you know, essentially killing all these people and not even realizing what he's doing, I think, in the end, not really having a a real grasp of what he's doing. And Marco put him in that position.
2: No, I I really agree with that because he has no, he hasn't he from well i don't know him but he has no um he has no like concept of earth apart from this like idea essentially so he doesn't see them as people and the fact that there's millions of of people have just died i don't think that would from how it's how it's written it didn't seem that he would understand or grasp that concept and like when naomi was trying to explain it to him and like saying one day maybe you'll understand that and then it'll be a really heavy burden to bear because at the moment it's just, he thinks he's done this wondrous thing for the belt without actually seeing the flip side of it, I guess, because he's never been to earth or wherever else. Yeah,
1: It's classic indoctrination. It's hard It's hard for me to read this and not look at the history of North Ireland and, and the, it's often, you know, the bad events happen to the parents and the parents indoctrinate the kids and the kids do it for, fighting for a cause that has never really affected them in any ways. They're they're the ones that that incite the violence and do the violence uh, and feel like they've done right in pleasing their parents and the people in their area. You know, it's, it's happened quite a lot here and continues to happen here. And it's exactly the same thing happens in the book. I think it's one of the things that's so well, as much as I can complain sometimes about some of the character interactions, I think they create the right environment all the time to make this believable. All the, you know, the politics of the world are consistent, the right, so well fleshed out and and it means that when events happen you kind of go right okay yeah i can see i can see how this this would have happened
4: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah i agree Yeah. what about um the the issue of motherhood and do you think it was believable that naomi left her son for so long without trying to get a hold of him somehow what do you, what do you uh, as
2: be? a lady who has no children yes absolutely <laughs> i really believed it i thought it was done very well she had to cut off that part of her life to save herself so although it was hard even going back to check up on it like once you once you make that step, it's, it's a downward slope. You'll just get sucked back into. So from my point of view, the fact that she was on the edge of suicide, so it literally was going to be, I cannot be here anymore. Uh, this is not something that I can handle, and I cannot get him out with me. But I think a personal decision of that of that depth could be made, in my viewpoint. As I said, I have no kids, so I, someone else who has children might have a different viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. I
3: think it depends, you know. I mean, there's plenty of stories in the real world where, where parents leave their kids. Um, I just wondered they they wrote it well enough where we, we don't see that as a flaw in Naomi. I think, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, I think it's a big difference between the TV series adaptation of this book and and. The writing of this book I thought it was really weak in the tv series it just made no sense in the tv series at all and I think that's one of the reasons that Naomi's much more sympathetic in the book now because we get an awful lot of her internal struggle and we actually get it repeated again and again to us to kind of reinforce it to actually say no the circumstances existed that I had to go it was either I was gonna have to kill myself or I got out and kind of accepted that that was going to happen like you've got to remember she didn't know Marco was going to turn into the actual monster that he's become either, you know, I thought there was enough good people around and Alexis Sin and the people that are on the ship actually said that they did take a role in helping bring flip up or otherwise. So I, I in the book, yes, in the T V series, definitely not. I thought it was I thought it was really really weak in the T V series. Uh but here we here yeah, Alex I'll accept it.
0: <laughs> I, I kinda kinda read it as that she needed to get away to get kind of get her head back on straight because she felt like she was losing herself. And uh, I think she intended to go back and to, to, to get him, but I think she just
1: didn't for whatever reason, for what many reasons. But well, you've, you've got to think, actually, that this was her attempt to get it back. When she got the call to say he was in trouble, she bought him the ship. She fully intended to give him the way out at this stage. This was her t- attempt to kind of say, right, you can free yourself of this now and step outside. And then obviously realized it was too late by that time. This, this came up, but...
0: yeah, yeah, really interesting. But I think uh, the uh, in reading this book, watching the series first, I think they did a really great job adapting the the Amos and Peaches sections of it. I mean, really, really great job with the adaptation. That, it, that uh, I think it helped. It helped me with the visuals as I was reading it, just to kind of remember what those scenes look like.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really agree with that, because a, a, a lot of this book, I was just like, oh, they did this, or they didn't do that, the series, and it made it much easier to kind of, yeah, understand the concept, because there were a lot of big concepts going on, uh, so it made it a lot easier to be able to, to get into my brain kind of what was happening at those particular pieces, which is good. Mm-hmm. I also, talking about the Amos on the Earth thing, I think that particular, was particularly because you get to see the the asteroids hitting earth but you actually get to see the effect of them so they're not just a um a concept or an idea and you think oh that would be really bad like you actually get to see a little bit of the devastation that is occurring with those and i thought that they did that very well hard to do in the tv series i guess to show that amount of devastation. but in the book um i think it, it fleshed out enough that i could kind of join them together
1: Yeah, I was surprised, actually, because I think this TV series, when they filmed it, would have been one of the COVID-affected ones, possibly. So actually having them all split up made sense in terms of TV series, possibly. Um, Whereas I actually, reading this, I thought this was probably the most faithful adaptation of the book. I don't think there's very much that happens in the TV series here that doesn't happen in the book or, or vice versa.
2: Doesn't somebody die in this one, yes. in the TV series? Yes, there
1: is a... a oh, yeah, there. but, 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 but apart, from, apart from the very end, yes, yes. But apart from that, up to that point, you know, that, that's that's pretty much where, where they are. Yes, but, I mean, the beats and what happens and, you know, even how they get out of the pit is mm. still still very consistent. I kind of expected that to be different when it was written. I was like, oh, they're going to do this differently or something like that, but it, but it wasn't. Even, even that whole journey up seemed to be quite quite consistent with what was on the, the TV series
0: in the book. <laughs> right, I was seeing the same thing with that, the death in the series. I was wondering if it happened here in the book, um, but yeah.
2: They did, I thought they chose such a good place for it. Well, not, not place because of what else happens, but like such good, like believe again, believable death out of all the things, how they could have written, written him off the show. I thought that was done very well because the way they described the, um, The uh, What on earth is it called? The acceleration and everything else. And then what happens to you and your body and everything else. And when they got to that bit in the book, I was just like, oh, oh, is he going to, (laughs) oh. Because of how it was written. So, yeah. And then I was like, oh, he does a bunch of other stuff. How exciting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It it is the other main problem with the series of books is the lack of peril for the main characters. For as much as they put Naomi and Peril in that entire book, and about the times that she would herself always been dead, I don't think it, you ever believe as the reader that she's actually in peril.
0: No, no. Yeah. no. Uh, Aaron commented, I haven't seen the series, but could visualize many scenes, especially Amos and Clarissa's prison break so clearly. The series is great for that.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I think it'd be really interesting to read the books first and then see the TV series this stage because I think, I think it's the type of TV series you'll revel in and love. You know, uh, given the kind of the way the flesh out and make it look, I think it's, uh, and it is so faithful as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. I watched it first.
1: Oh, yeah. No, go go ahead.
3: No, I watched it first and loved every minute of it. Although I don't remember. (laughs) Details <laughs> now and i do think it it um it really uh adapts a book in a in a very good way overall in the end
0: um so anything else you guys can think of i'm just trying to look over my notes here but so
1: we met we met drummer for the first time oh yeah maybe yeah, we did yeah, and that's pretty much, yeah, pretty much stripped back version of drummer than the one we know. In fact, the big scene at the end of this in the TV series which is probably the highlight of the entire TV series. Obviously, is not going to happen. Hmm. Mm.
4: The, I the do
2: best like part the fact of the that entire they, series. Yeah, I do like the fact that they liked her so much. They were just like, "We'll just, we'll just give her a bunch of stuff to do." It's great. Yeah. She's a fab, fabulous character in the series. Mm, so it is, is again. I think um, it's quite fun uh seeing those nuances and differences and thing like oh that's that's pull from here and that's pull from there oh i had a question actually sorry not to move it back what <laughs> what happened to medina station i didn't i didn't get that either it was like it went dark and we we haven't heard from it and then i don't think that was unless i missed it, I think I don't it know explained
1: it comes back at the end or something because they were at Medina station at the very end or were they not or they were communicating with medina station Yeah,
2: but then why? Why had it gone dark the whole time in the book? Hmm. That was. I might be wrong.
3: didn't Marco have it in the end, so I don't know if that was strategic or. Yeah, I don't know. Great point.
1: Maybe to be explored for sure, in, in the next yeah. book, like it could definitely be a be part of that. But they did make a big deal out of it, and the fact that all of Fred's most trusted people were on between the station, and therefore mm-hmm. he didn't think it could be turned or otherwise, and that kind kind of created that that bit of, oh well, how deep does this OPA spit run?
3: Interesting, because like we were saying earlier, I forget who said it, but um, you know, Fred has has been paranoid i mean the only person he trusts really is holden Mm -hmm. as was said earlier and uh in a way it it might come true that he couldn't trust anyone in his circle so his instincts were right
2: Mm -hmm. definitely i think they did they did play that very well actually with the whole yeah, how who has been infiltrated and everything else, and it wasn't very clear about who was on what side. So they they wrote that very very well. And about that, he had um his like um was like almost spy speak with each of his like generals that he put in to try and um so if one of them was um, compromised, it wouldn't compromise the rest of them. So so that was um very very paranoid. That must be a lot of like brain energy (laughs) to keep on top of that the whole time
3: you know though he he kind of put himself in that position just by the fact of who he is because in a sense i think um belters would always have that little grain of mistrust you know because of who he is and what he had done before so uh it's interesting that the paranoia was running both both ways. I mean, he had that paranoia too. Um even though his I guess his morals or his persp- life perspective um was really with the Belter. So that's a really complex situation.
2: Yeah, cuz he's not one of them. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah always will be that kind of like why is he the leader i guess yeah
1: well that was referred to him, and the thing is that even though everything he's done and sacrificed for the opa they still did look at him refer to him as being just a killer a hard killer nearly more than anything else
4: mm-hmm.
0: i did find uh just uh, circling back a little bit to medina station i did find this recap uh, later, the Free Navy is confirmed to have control of Medina Station and affiliates and, and com- commandeering civilian ships. Mm.
4: There you
2: go. I think maybe I read the ending too quickly. Just <laughs> flicks <laughs> <laughs> <Splits> through
0: it. <laughs> yeah. uh, mentions exactly my plan, Chris. I normally give in and watch the TV mm-hmm. adaptation first. And Erin has a, this may be a difficult, a difficult question to answer, To answer, as you've all seen the TV show, I think, but which character are you looking forward to seeing the most in the next book?
4: Hmm.
3: I'd like to, I want to know now how the book handles um, Philip and Naomi's relationship after she's now gone back. To
1: the Rossinante. Mm-hmm. this is sort of where our relationship with the tv series is coming to an end yeah. if you know because there's still quite a lot of books to go and the events that happen here on out i don't think it's too much to spoiler to say actually the the story in the tv series is a very drummer central story from here on out i would say so given the fact that drummer's not drummer it's really hard to say for me what's going to happen here aside from what you just said there which is that relationship and again that's been written differently in the tv series than it's in here especially the location of where these people are and and, and where they they left off etc
2: yeah fascinating um i'm not sure probably Marco Naris, because I just think he's really, really good. I'd like to see how he, how it continues. Because I think they'll, I know they put in about how he's likely to struggle, especially trying to close the ring because there's so much that people want to go out and explore and how that's going to be handled. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's always fun when um, the villains kind of start to unravel a little bit because he's been very composed. And under pressure, it would be nice to see in the next book kind of maybe what, if he does unravel, kind of how, how that occurs. Um mm-hmm. I that would be really interesting. So, yeah, more Marco Norris for me. <laughs> be great. You
0: make a great point, Chris, that it's, I think the series and the books, I'm, I'm sure some of it will start to deviate because there's some, some characters are dead or don't exist uh, yeah. in the books. Um, but there is a certain, without giving away too much, I am curious to see uh, in the next book what Alex is up to. Mm. Yeah, for sure.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be very it's interesting. Very interesting. Great and, point. And I think, is it we're on book five? I think the TV series only went up to six. Is that correct? It did.
1: And it uh, they only did six episodes of six as well. Oh, so I, I, I imagine probably. that the, it was a very condensed uh, mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. of the book. So uh, I, I'm i just most excited just to kind of see what they did decided to cut out or, or otherwise, you know, everything's been sort of faithful. And uh, actually the answer to this question is always Christian Avasarala. Ab- Him i most looking forward to seeing in the next book is always Christian mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: I think they did go seven seasons.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me see, the, show me, let me double check that. Oh, maybe
2: no, they did seven seasons, but it was only based on six books. Cause I thought it was, the sixth book was the last one they used. I don't know, though. Mm. I could be
1: making yeah. that. Who'd <laughs> well be, because it... Yeah, the, the first book, Levath and Weeks, definitely went into season two. It was about halfway through season two is when that book wrapped up. Because um, I remember when it was, I was kind of reading it and kind of watching them all at the same time, I went, oh, this doesn't end where I thought it was going to end, or you know, it kept on going. Hmm.
0: I could be right. Yeah. It could be. It's, always, it's always weird, It's hard, you know, because it, it may not always line up with... Um the books each season so yeah
2: it is going to be weird when we get to maybe i guess if we're going to continue i'm going to continue but <laughs> <laughs> if um if we'll get to like book because it's nine isn't there so i think books yes. seven eight nine are going to be particularly interesting just because i don't i haven't a haven't read them previously and be the series finished so it will be completely new information so that's going to be very exciting, I think. Actually, to see to see where it goes.
0: <laughs> definitely, yeah, and uh, yeah. But I'm I'm continuing. I own I own all the books, so I'm continuing. But um, <laughs> on your first read, Robin, did you is did you read up to book five or six on your first time?
2: I I thought I'd read up to book five, but I don't think I did. I think maybe I was going to read five. I think I definitely read up book four, and I think maybe I was waiting for book five and then it didn't come out for a while so i stopped reading them so this was um new but because i'd watched the series i had a an understanding of what had occurred so yeah
0: anything else uh, you all want to mention
1: uh mainly just that we kind of got what we asked for in this book, which is actually the four perspectives were the four main crew members. I think, I think, when I started the book and I realized that's the four perspectives we got, I was like, Yes, finally, like, this is this is kind of what we wanted, which is more about each of these characters and individual rights, more about who they were. And actually, the book totally gave us that. And I think for that reason, is one of the reasons that's the most successful. Plus, throw in a pretty spectacular body and a pretty good set of political circumstances, and you've got a interesting world yeah Mm -hmm.
2: i fully agree last book we all said that didn't we We were like it'd be nice just Mm -hmm. to get back to the crew and the Rosinante. it's got so far away from that so yeah very very superbly pleased that we're we've had some more and they filled out the characters so much as well so you've got a lot more of understanding of them it will be interesting i think where you said steve that you quite like the characters when they weren't together. So, are you kind of like, are you a little bit worried maybe next book you're not going to enjoy it as much if it goes back to them being on the ship?
0: Uh, interesting question. I think maybe I won't mind them as much because I got a little bit of, they, I know them a little bit better now. So maybe it'll be different. Um, but yeah, I'm, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think the villain may, with Marcos in the picture now, maybe that'll be, mix it up enough to, kind of create some conflict or, you know, something to, to make them a little, you know, shake up the status quo a little bit.
3: I think this book too, gives them more room going forward for there to be more, uh, more personal conversations and insights from each of the characters and between each of the characters where they, where there's more uh, meaningful conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know.
0: This may sound bad, but I hope we get a couple deaths eventually before the end of the series. <laughs> I hope, it does, I hope. It, Yeah, it does. It does. We really yeah. do. We really need to, because I think the stakes the, I think the stakes are always high. And for that to be to to make it kind of um fulfilling, I think we need at least one before the end of the series. I hope do one we?
2: person. Do we though? I mean, I just like being coddled a little bit. I like, you know, <laughs> I like my peril, knowing that actually everyone's going to be okay. It's like, you know, going back there.
1: <laughs> oh, that's in in so some it devotes so many book... pages.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's chapters upon chapters, just set characters that are set up to die and you know they're not going to. I mean, it's it, it does get a little bit frustrating, I have to say for me to the point that I'm like, okay, we need a better parallel, but this didn't need to go up for like a hundred pages. Uh that this person was 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 on the verge of death. Then... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, Aaron.
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, Aaron, you got me. You got
4: me. Wait,
0: I think uh-oh. it's in the uh-oh. channel bio, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess,
2: uh, I guess my ne- the next question related to that would be, not to the deaths um, but related to the people being on the ship as well, is that th- this book they very much set up that they're like, should we get new people should we introduce new crew members so do you think next book will get new crew members or do you think it's a bit too late to be adding in randoms at this point
1: well we've had one added I well. (laughs) you're trying to block it out, but it didn't happen. (laughs) wasn't
0: confirmed. (laughs) Suddenly Robin is pro-crew death again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Good point, very good point. Uh, Well, I, I read that as being very much that they did think they needed extra people, but actually absence made the heart grow fonder, and they realized that they just needed to be back together, just the four of them. Uh, I love that conversation between Alex and uh, Holden at the end, where he said, "No more short, no more shorty, then, or no more, no more respite." You know, he says, "Definitely not, never again." You
4: know?
3: I think we'll have, uh, well, we'll have peaches, and then we'll have Bobby. Hmm. Will we have Bobby? And we might get Philip. Hmm. Not sure. Um. Not sure where the book is going. And That's just what them. the book
1: needs. Huh? That's just what the book needs. A teenager on board, a, f- a family with a teenager <laughs> or something
0: on board. <laughs> Turn it a sitcom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, uh, be- <laughs> yeah. oh, Aaron, you got me that time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so it'll be interesting I'm looking forward to it i think it's uh this one really um i really enjoyed this one after sea burns is kind of a bummer but this was a really good one
4: yeah yeah
0: curious to see where it goes yeah so uh so chris if someone wants to connect with you where's the best place to find you
1: hey you can find me on my youtube channel i'm a name that's on screen there chris Mullen, or you can find me on twitter at seven o'clock shadow
0: yes and robin
2: Uh, Yeah, at my YouTube channel, Bookends and Biscuits, um, or Twitter. Um, I am on Instagram, but I barely use it, so Twitter's probably better. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's what everybody says about Instagram. I have Instagram, but I barely use it. Yeah. Me too. And Layla, how's how's the project coming along?
3: It's coming along. Um, I I probably will have my YouTube account set up this week, so I'll have that, um, you know, coming up. Nice. And uh, getting the website ready and just, uh, I you know, yeah, just waiting on a couple of things. So,
0: awesome. but until
3: then, find there. me on Twitter at LGoshi on Twitter.
0: Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Uh, this has been yeah. such a fun ride with all of you. I'm so glad we're able to make it work. And we're all over the world. So, it's great to, you yeah. know, it's not always easy, but really, really grateful yeah. for all of you. So, it yeah. a really, really fun time. Uh, so thanks to all of you in the in the comments. Aaron, thanks for keeping me in check. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks to all of you for okay. interacting. Yeah, it, it always adds to the uh, to the experience. So thanks a lot. And I uh, hope everyone has a great day. And we'll see you uh, next month sometime. We'll keep everyone updated. Okay.
3: Take care. Bye-bye.